Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello, and welcome to a Sunday, December 3rd edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. And Tom can't be with us today, but he did have some thoughts on these two episodes, so stick around and we'll have those at the end. And today we're going to finish up our second part of reviewing The Crisis on Earth X. I will be reviewing The Flash in Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, If you haven't listened to the episode before this, I don't know how you got this one without listening to that one, but go back and listen to that first because we we do our non-spoiler thoughts and review the first two episodes and we're just going to jump right in with The Flash and we will be spoiling this. So first of all, Travis, what'd you think? Uh, I enjoyed this. This was part three of the four part crossover, and I thought that it, like it wasn't like a flash episode like we said at the end of the last podcast. Uh, they're they're trapped on Earth X, and I was wondering first why Oliver and Sarah and had the collars on. I thought that was just to stop people with powers, and we see later that no, it's the shock collar as well. Yeah, and we see what you call it too, um, Paul Black Blackthorn as the camp the person that runs the camp, which really gets to Sarah, which I really love. Yeah, having the evil version of Quentin Lance there, and, you know, him saying that he already killed his daughter on that earth for the same reason, for being bisexual, and that was, yeah, that was, there's just a lot of creepy stuff, and I think they, like, refer to people as, like, perfect Aryans and stuff, and you're just like, man, Nazis are bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Nazis (laughs) are not good. Yeah, there's... Just in case anyone ever listens to this, there's no middle ground. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I did enjoy that we spent so much time on Earth X and we got to, you know, see this camp. And like you said, those those necklaces and they bring over this random guy and we're like, why do they why do they bring him over? And we get to meet Ray and um, see that he does have powers, too, because eventually he gets his collar off because uh, Snart shows up. He's he's Leo on this Earth and freeze them that was that was an absolutely i i loved seeing him here he's just he's always great but this might have been his greatest oh i think this was the best iteration of uh captain cole we've seen i love leo he was funny i thought that i thought they did the relationship with him and the ray the ray yeah (laughs) i thought they did the relationship with two of them really well and it was nice to see that after this crossover is over, we're going to see Leo stay with the Legends for a bit. Yeah, that was... Um, I know that he is leaving the Arrowverse, the actor. And I, I know he's just got a couple more episodes. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see a good amount more of him because I, I really, really liked it. Um, we also find out there's kind of a throwaway line that the Ray is from Earth 1, which I, I don't know if I knew that going into this, but that's kind of a, an interesting piece of information. And um, I'm sure that will come up going forward on the the animated series that they're doing yeah i didn't know that either i was blown away by that i'm pretty sure cisco is going to be in the animated series that they're going to have the first season anyway yeah uh and then so we they all escape and we we go back to like kind of the rebel space or whatever and we find out that when on this planet is general shot that was so amazing that was awesome. I thought that he was nowhere near the win of Supergirl Earth 38. I thought that he was awesome. And he just wants to win the war. You can tell like, he got an opportunity and you can sympathize with him. Yes. Like these random people just shows up. He's trying to save a whole, his whole like rebel alliance or whatever you want to call him. 
yeah, he, you know, they, there's that portal that they, they want to go back through, but he's just, you know, this is their opportunity to kind of end things and to trap the evil people on the other planet. And, you know, like you said, you, you totally understand. And, but it was so great to see because Wynn is just so goofy and, you know, I love him doing that, but it's just funny when, um, Alex goes and you calls him when he's like general shot and just keeps correcting her like no you can't call me when <laughs> that's not my name <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go like that here <laughs> right uh but yeah it was you know it was great to to see that that interaction even like you know we get to see those characters together all the time alex and when but seeing them in this different situation and you know a different version of when I, I really enjoyed that even yeah seeing like alex interact with different versions like she's just used to win being win which is nice to see and also, when they were talking about their secret weapon, I had no clue. I just thought it was going to be a big missile. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was Red Tornado, which I thought we didn't see much then, but I thought he looked far better than he did on Supergirl Season 1. Yeah, he looked really good. Obviously, I, I don't know of how how much time the budget allowed them to show him, um, but I think they did a great job with him. And it was just, you know, they didn't have to make him the Red Tornado. Like you said, it could have just been a big you know, generic looking missile that they probably already have rendered or something, but it was really cool that they went with red tornado. Yeah. You could have just had a missile with shield. So the rays like grace <laughs> wouldn't, right. wouldn't do it. So I thought that that was a really cool way to go. And just another Easter egg for us DC fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, so while all this is going on in earth X back on earth one, uh, Cisco and company are all kind of trapped in, you know, the prison that he designed, so that kind of stinks. But Iris and Felicity haven't been caught, and so it we kind of spent a lot of time with them trying to rescue them and also Kara, who is kind of about to go under undergo surgery to remove her heart. Um, what did you think of, of the setup over there? I thought, first of all, Cisco, you will be a horrible supervillain because every supervillain builds uh, a little secret way to get out yes. in their own prison in case they're trapped there. Uh, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Cisco was going to say that and show Harry up. But no, he just sat there waiting for someone to save him. <laughs> but I thought that uh, Felicity and Iris did enough to, like, I knew they weren't going to stop him, but they did enough and held him up enough so that heroes could get back, which I thought was perfect. But um, the one thing I got, a gripe I got is, I don't know what they're trying to make Iris like, is she computer savvy? Like, she was handling the yeah. the controls a couple times there. Instead of Felicity, I'm thinking, uh, one of you guys is a super computer hacker genius, and the other one of you guys is a reporter that is unemployed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think she's working anymore. But yeah, so she has, she's been spending, I guess, a lot of time in Star Labs, and she's been learning some stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know if I really noticed it while watching it, but now that you point that out, she did... It does. It does seem like they're not really sure what to do with her, other than you know you want to give her an active role, not just be Barry's wife. Um, but I, I was glad that we got to see see them doing stuff. And like you said, I'm glad that um, I think it would have made the threat less um, less bad if Iris and Felicity were able to just free everybody and fix everything without the other heroes showing up. So, like you said, I'm glad that they they did enough to to give enough time for the heroes to show up and actually end things. Yeah. And then we finally get our appearance of the other legends in action. Yeah. We see, we see, and we had a nice little drop. I didn't notice this. I seen it on a tweet later that Brandon Routh acknowledged, but he didn't notice it either, but it was in there. Supergirl said, my cousin will come to save you. 
and Brandon Rice is the one that saved him. He played Superman, so I thought uh, that was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that. Uh, but yeah, so that's in the that's in the next episode, right? The Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, I thought that was this episode. No, I think that's the maybe I don't know, but yes, that was a cool moment when they ship. I, I think it is this episode because oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, but they they send that wave rider through from Earth X. And because Oliver impersonates the Fuhrer and Quentin tests him and finds out that he's not really the Fuhrer. And I, I don't know. That was, it was a really smart idea, but I, I figured something. I'm like, there's no way that this is going to work. And it didn't. So I loved how he sh- it really freaked me out when I was watching just the way he showed it after he gave him the gun. Yeah. Like, without verifying you. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, like, calm down a little bit. You got 800 guns on him. Simmer down. Right. Yeah, he makes he he makes a really really convincing villain. But that's very smart. That's what I mean. Like maybe there might be something going forward for for Quentin to become a villain because he pulled off a very good villain. Like just and this is just uh, after cough. Imagine if he had time to sink his teeth into like a backstory on a villain. I think he could be a very good one. Yeah, definitely. I I hope they use him in that role somehow. F- figure out some way to do it because he was he was definitely very convincing and very scary. Um, Agreed. So this this episode ends with uh, something that we thought might happen and is just kind of stinks. But you know, Stein separates out because he's got to pull that lever and he ends up getting shot. Uh, it just was not a smart decision. First of all, <laughs> to separate. I don't know. Uh, uh, but it was pretty good last words for Stein. It would have been pretty good last words for Stein, as the episode we're led to believe is "Let's kick some ass, Jefferson." Right. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, and we leave, we leave on a cliffhanger of Stein just lid down with blood coming out of him after getting shot. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on Flash, or do you want to just move right on past that cliffhanger? Um. Good to go right on past. I thought we covered pretty much everything in the flash. Yeah, so we, we get to Legends and we're dealing kind of with, with the aftermath of this fight that just happened and especially Stein being shot. The The Nazis have made it through the, the breach into Central City and um, they merge one more time to kind of keep him stable, but it's it's not going to last forever. And man, this was like we talked about earlier, some of the emotional moments, like just... All of this and that the acting was really good because it I think it's really easy, especially in these shows, like if somebody's dying, um, to kind of overact or to just just act in a way that is you can very you easily tell that it's not real, but you can tell that these characters are I think they're generally sad that or genuinely sad, like the actors that Victor Garber's not gonna be around anymore. And I think everybody did a great job of showing that. I thought Jax, the actor who played Jax, did an awesome job. It was amazing, and they really, they really like solidified the father son band from yeah. like the few episodes. So like it hurt even more. Not gonna say it. I was like gut punch because you know, and Tom knows. I've been pushing the whole they're gonna have to merge for good, and you'll just hear Stein's thoughts in his head idea the entire season, and that I just kept holding my hope. I was like, no, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. His brain's gonna be stuck inside. That's all. That's all. But yeah. no, we got. He died, and I love the the worst scene was Jefferson having to go and tell uh, Lily oh, and uh, yeah. his wife that that hurt. Yeah, and it's you know 
they all love this character and you just wanted him to be happy and you want he's just been working so hard to try to get to go spend time with his daughter and it doesn't happen and it's you know it sucks and that's like yeah it it really does it really does hit you emotionally because you're you've invested so much time in these characters he's been around a really long time and you know he he basically sacrifices himself he says let's let's separate we can't just keep doing this forever you're gonna have to keep living on without me but yeah i'm i'm really glad like they had a great moment together at the end and we we get to see how much it impacts the other characters so as much as i didn't want him to die they they did it in a great way it goes back to what i was saying before and the first part about we've had over 200 hours with all these characters this hit you you're, you're like i'm not going to see him on legends anymore that's it right for a long time it, it sucks and the acting was on point and it's something that happens in a crossover now that's going to reverberate back through all the four shows. Like it's going to be stuff that they carry with them because they, like you said, they all look like they were genuinely affected by what happened. So they're all going to take, take what happened with Stein and it's going to affect them going forward in the shows, which is nice to see is what something that we had an issue with in the heroes versus aliens crossover was that after it was over, it was just like, ah, oh yeah, last week was aliens. Blah, blah, blah. Like got on, like it was no big deal. There's no, there was no consequences. But like we see here, like this is going to go affect all our heroes going forward. Yeah, there's, there's definitely not that chance this time that they're just going to be able to brush off what happened. It's true. Um, so yeah, we, we get through all of that and, uh, there's the Nazis are, are there in Central City. And we kind of get this this final what everything's been building towards the really the big fight between everybody. And it's so many times in, in situations where there's a lot of characters fighting, it's really easy, I think, to to just get really muddied and not really know what's going on. And it's just looks like nothing's happening. You can't tell what's happening. But I thought they did a great job of kind of separating um, the different sort of like power classes and how they could fight you know flash and eobard are are zooming around um (laughs) killer frost like does the frozone thing from the incredibles and takes them up onto the the wave rider um the but the funniest one i i thought it was funny was arrow and it was oliver and evil arrow like the whole time we're just basically standing on top of a cop car punching each other because they're not fast (laughs) and they can't really move anywhere (laughs) Yeah, you get even more of a notice of that while, like you said, the reverse flash and flash and fighting, everybody stopped and they just had this big have it out and then Barry just lets go after for us, which is good for us because it gives us possibility of seeing uh, reverse flash going forward from Harrison Wells, Eobard Thon style. Yeah. And like you said, that, that was hilarious, them fighting on top. And another little thing that you didn't say was adam rod the t-spheres i thought that was pretty cool oh too. yeah but like you said they just done a great job of showing all the heroes like killer flash killer flash doing the injustice 2 move of riding them up a la uh iceman from x-men i thought that was wicked and it showed like every hero had like the was it vixen vixen and i was it's not what are they calling uh zari was oh man yeah I don't know what Zari's hero's name is, but Zari and Vixen were there. Like they took the Wave Rider. But one question I had that wasn't answered: Where did they get this Wave Rider? They didn't build it. Like where did they get it? I don't know. So, is there like an evil version of the Legends on Earth X that 
built the wave rider i don't i don't really know or did like a version of the legends come to earth x and they took them over and took their wave rider like what like you could have gave us a little tiny bit of backstory right on that the only thing they showed us showed them getting was that portal that took them to earth one yeah so that is that's a question i i would love if they answered it but i'm not i'm not holding my breath to see if we ever actually get an explanation for that i agree i don't think we'll get much of an explanation for that so we see overgirl explodes Kara saves the day by flying her up in the atmosphere and then she kind of it knocks her out and she drops and then the man of steel quotation marks catches her that was it was funny it worked <laughs> that was awesome i like that also when Kara flew up at the start we had a super tur- super girl a uh, super girl superman 2 reference general can i see you outside for a yeah. second <laughs> yeah. i love that i was like oh man awesome yeah, there's just so many little things like that. They're they're really great, um, and we also see Oliver just straight up kills Evil Arrow because you know he's got like the arrow, he's got his bow pulled back towards his back, and he Evil Arrow turns around, and I thought we were gonna get like some talking back and forth, and it's just like nope, just gonna shoot you right in the heart. Well, Evil Arrow say as he's turning around, he's saying. I'm gonna kill you. Right. So I, I kind of, I, I think I get what Ali's doing there. Even though he could have shot him somewhere like the leg or arm, but just get—he's a Nazi. Or you have complete, you're completely—you got the green light to kill as many Nazis as you want. There's, it's like an episode of Rick and Morty in the Purge. Like I'm saving this girl so I can kill all these people. I'm justified. You're killing Nazis. You're completely justified. Go ahead, <laughs> Green Arrow. You can kill your doppelganger. Yeah, and and so only Eobard kind of escapes, but it does make sense. They needed to wrap up. I, I don't think you can just have these evil versions of Oliver and Kara still have any chance of being around going forward. So they did need to kind of kill him off, which which is good because yes, they're not good people. They're Nazis. No, it's, 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 see you later. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we also we after this we we're kind of just wrapping things up and we get the we get the funeral so again if you had forgotten in the last five minutes of awesome fighting that stein had died they will remind you and make you sad again yeah just as you're happy <laughs> and you're small and you're like yeah heroes woo they're like ah and jefferson has the eulogy and apologizes yeah. to the wife and i'm just like oh my god again but sucked <laughs> yeah uh, and then we also kind of what was set up as the whole, you know, like if you look at the poster, the central thing is Barry and Iris getting married and we're pretty close to the end of the episode and here. And we're like, well, are they going to get married? And so <laughs> he goes and gets Diggle and this would have been, I would have loved this so much if this was, ha- if it had just happened like this, Barry and Iris, you know, they share their vows. They're amazing. They're heartfelt and they get married, but then Felicity and Oliver have to step in and get married at the same time and it i don't want to say it ruins the moment but it certainly does not help it in any way zach you can say it ruins the moment <laughs> it clearly ruined the moment it ruined the whole thing but just to fit my boy oliver it was all felicity's idea yeah. he was just there to watch and it ruined a completely would have been an awesome scene with diggle like going to get him and him coming back and saying that he wouldn't sit, and yeah. he got sick. Like, that would have all been perfect. They could have been the two witnesses, maid of honor and best man. Perfect, but they ruined it. <laughs> all right. I'll say they ruined it. Yeah. It, 
it's just i don't know i just you know i wanted barry and iris to have their moment like they i guess they got to have most of their ceremony which was cool but yeah it was just you know it's just set up to be so good and then oliver and felicity let's just say it just felicity so i guess if anything the positive from this is that they're married now and they're really married and they're probably going to stay married i guess and so we can stop going back and forth with that um but i'm hoping that on the next episode of flash barry and iris get something like we get to see a reception or a honeymoon or something for just them that isn't kind of upstaged by felicity at some point well i guess i won't say anything as you definitely didn't see the preview for the next episode yeah (laughs) of the flash i won't say anything about what was in it uh, I thought the same thing. It was, it just, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, it'd be no different than Bat, uh, Super, it'd be like Clark and Lois get married and Batman and one of <laughs> Batman's chicks get married too. Because there's no uh, mention of Felicity. She's not in any, like, comments going forward. Yes, like I said, she's been in the show for a long time. But I just thought they could have their own moment, like, later and maybe involve William a little bit. But we know William likes Felicity a lot. We've never seen no William in the crossover too, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. Like he, like they're keeping Oliver completely separate from it. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, it could have ended so well, and it, it really overall, like I still, I absolutely loved this crossover, and they just keep getting bigger and better, and they just, they could have ended it so so well, and they just almost did, and they decided to just throw a little piece of crap in there but uh it's still still, amazing it's still amazing yeah it's still it was still great i still enjoyed myself so so much one thing we didn't mention i think it was last episode but it involves us we were just hot my felicity it made me think about it when the reverse flash is vibrating his hand and doing his mean scary voice and face he says to felicity like there's so many stories about this age of heroes mentions of green arrow black canary flash but no there's no record of felicity smoke is that some kind of like foreshadowing going forward i wonder for if she's going to survive or not like she might die it might be or it it might just be that she's useless and doesn't do anything um yeah but (laughs) um yeah tell us how you really feel Zach. (laughs) no it, it, it might be uh it might be foreshadowing of her dying. Yeah, it's. I, I totally forgot about that line. And it's, of course, Tom Kamenat delivers it in the absolute scariest, creepiest way. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good thing to pick up on. I wonder if we'll see that going forward at some point. I know. I just, And I'm really curious to see how Stein's death is going to fix Jax and the rest yeah. of the Legends going forward. That's going to be nice to see. That's going to make us want to see Legends even more. And Constantine's coming out of Legends soon, people. So Yeah. All right. Well, I think just to wrap it up, I I mean, I I loved the story and I loved um, some of the twists and turns that I didn't see coming. I think they did just a a great job with storytelling. And of course, what you watch this for is to see all these characters that you love, that you've spent so much time with interacting um, and in new locations and and particularly in this one, just different versions of characters even, which was really cool to see. Um, But it seeing Stein die obviously hurts and that's that's going to have big ramifications and um so i think that's probably for me the most impactful thing that that happened in this crossover i agree that was the most impactful thing and like you said it was a fun 
enjoyable three-hour movie style yeah. thing with our shows that we watch weekly. I enjoyed it. I recommend it to anyone that fell out of Arrow, Flash, Legends, or Supergirl. If you start watching it, you can watch this crossover and it'll get you right back in the mood to watch these shows again. And I just, like, I can't recommend it enough. And if you want to have a perfect viewing of it, just watch the last two minutes with cardboard cut off of half your TV and you'll be perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Travis. This was fun. Oh, I would miss it. And uh, shout out to Tom for we miss you here at this chat. We've just, we were looking forward to this for a while. And before we head out today, Tom did record some of his thoughts on these two episodes and we'll go ahead and play those for you right now. So it's Tom back with part two of The Crisis, the second night. So starting off with The Flash, we get a lot of time on Earth X. And, and like we get to see lots of different stuff there. I, I liked seeing the world. And this is one thing I thought the crossover did really well. They, Big picture-wise, they knew what they could do and what they couldn't do for the most part. And they they executed it pretty well. You know, there was a few times where they tried a little bit too hard. And, you know, they clearly had to do a little bit of CGI. But it wasn't so bad like... um the Gorilla Grodd episode of The Flash last year where they, just, they clearly just couldn't execute it. This, they couldn't, this, they pushed it just outside of their boundaries, but they pulled it off. And the main thing is Flash and the Ray taking on the Red tor- red Tornado, that whole battle. You know, it's clearly, you know, and lots of stuff in there. And the, the Green Arrow in action, you know, you could, things that you could tell were really CGI, but good enough on the TG, TV budget to, to, to not take you out of it and still make it enjoyable. You know, I was glad we got to see more of Wynn. I was really waiting for him. He's, I, and I can't wait until we get to see Wynn and Cisco interacting for real in a crossover. Um, they, they just don't get to do that. Uh, so I thought the, the, if there's one thing, sort of the weakest part, and I don't even call it weak, but a slight letdown was the earth X villains. Uh, they weren't bad. They just weren't terribly impressive. Dark arrow was basically just Oliver but he was a Nazi. Uh, he had the same attitude, so he, he didn't change very much. Uh, Supergirl, uh, Overgirl, she was, she was fine. And, and Tom Cavanaugh, he just didn't quite seem like season one of the reverse flash. I don't know why. Um, he did seem more like the, the, the second version of reverse flash, but he, he didn't quite, I, I was hoping to see more of the season one version and we didn't quite see that. So they weren't bad again, but they were, they were the, a bit of a letdown. Uh, I, I was also glad to see you know, the whole, I was waiting for a switch at some point where the doppelganger switched places and I figured the, the, <laughs> the main earth heroes would get tricked, but I was glad it, it flipped and went the other way. Uh, so then the finale, it was, was really good. Uh, we get to see, you know, lots of battle and of course everything with Martin and Jax. And that was just, that was just a bummer. I'm a huge, I've been a Victor Garber fan for a long time. He, he got a good hero's death in this episode i didn't want to see him go at all i wanted to see him get a happy ending uh really hurt but i was glad to see him go out like that uh you know lots of stuff we could talk about in terms of how things go forward but that's about it yeah and so we just wrap up with the wedding and i thought it could have been really cool with barry and iris but i was quite a bit upset that felicity interrupted just as they're about to actually get married and and turn it into her i mean they don't even have a marriage license doesn't even make sense why are you doing that felicity um i don't i i don't know this is the second out of i don't hate the oliver and felicity relationship it's not my favorite thing but this is the second of three crossovers in a row that have been dragged down just a little bit by the oliver and felicity romance 
And the, those have been the weakest parts of those two crossovers, in my opinion. So I didn't really want to see that again. But other than that, I thought it was um, there was a lot of the, the it was balanced well between the action and the heart to heart moments, and especially Martin and Jax and some of that other stuff. So all in all, <laughs> terrific. I really I really love this crossover. Uh, lots of things we could nitpick, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It just made me realize how how sad I will be whenever this universe does actually end. You know, hopefully it's a long ways off, but it's not going to last forever, uh, and that'll be a bummer. And when you don't get to see these characters anymore, so yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.